Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's allbirds.com code SUPER24. Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into the weirdest, strangest, and most mysterious corners of the internet. We're called Web Crawlers because we're a podcast about interesting things we looked up on the web. I'm Allie Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetton. We have a Patreon where you can get access to ad-free episodes and video episodes a day early, merchandise discounts, and fun bonus episodes and activities. That sounds like we have like coloring books or something. We got coloring books and <laughs> yeah. mazes. Yeah, like Highlights Magazine. Word finds. Yeah. <laughs> you can join for as little as $2 a month by going to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Melissa, who are our patrons for this week? Morgan and Sean. Welcome to the team, guys. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 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 And call into our hotline and leave a voicemail if you'd like to be on our mailbag episodes. Leave a message about something we've discussed in an episode. Tell us a secret. A story or whatever you'd like. The number is... 626-63-42069. Nice. Thank you, Joran, for a new jingle. He nailed it. It was so good. Joran, always coming through with the great jingles. Thank you so much. Also, guys, we're doing a new weekly episode called Bimbo News, where we'll summarize all the wackiest news stories of the week. So you have something to talk about at parties. Yeah, parties. 
Yeah, or all those parties you, know, you guys go to. Yeah, all the ravers that all you really anxious introverts who listen to our <laughs> podcast are going to, or something to talk about on the Discord to your partner, your cat, your whatever. Cat. To your Sims, to your Sims family, whatever your Sims it may be. family, your real yeah. family. <laughs> uh, so look for our news segment, Bimbo News. Uh, Melissa, what are we talking about today? I mean, obviously, we're going to talk yeah. about this submersible that's been in the news all last week. It's all I can think about. This is so crazy. And I was out of town in Mexico for a while this was happening. So I'm not fully caught up on all of this. I don't know all the ins and outs. So I'm very excited to hear this episode. I've never been like I've been obsessed with this news story. Like it's crazy. I've watched so many documentaries about like submarines and James Cameron well, you posted on your Instagram stories. I saw this right before we started recording. You watched a three-hour reenactment of the Titanic okay, sinking. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Two nights ago, Martin put, Martin loves YouTube. He's all, yeah. big on YouTube, and he put on this thing. Like when we we go to bed, we always watch something like for a right. few minutes. He put on this YouTube of like the real time animation of the Titanic sinking. That's and I was crazy. like three hours. I was like, boring. Yeah, and then, like, you're five riveted. minutes in. I was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, it's just, and it has little like captions of like what time it is a minute by minute. What time, what's happening. What's happening. It's really good. That's insane. I mean, you know, cause what? I was talking to cool. a, a Maria sent this James Cameron documentary. Yeah. And I was like, you know what you should watch? I was like, this Titanic. She's like, oh my God, I saw it. I bookmarked it. I'm like, it's shockingly interesting. I bet. I've never been into the Titanic. I've never been one of those people who've been fascinated a Titaniac? Yeah, I'm not a Titaniac. Um, now I'm I'm a little curious about it. I know. Like the start of last week, I was like, who are these people obsessed with the like, Titanic? They have to go down there. And now I'm like, oh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, you're like, I get it. <laughs> I, I'm you never hear up. from me again in like yeah. two years. Like I'm on this experimental submersible. submersible. I'm like, it's safe, guys. It's safe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell what what did you learn? What did you investigate? Oh so I, the, I, I, I tried to find all, all the facts, all the news stories. Everything yes. is hopefully accurate. I got from AP News, PBS, New York Times, NPR. Unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure you've heard about the death of five men who were on a submersible, which is different than a submarine. And I'll go over the differences later. Interesting. Okay. To see the Titanic wreckage that's 12,500 feet under the North Atlantic Ocean. Huh. That's about two and a half miles down into the dark ass scary ocean where all the giant squid live. Oh, Jesus. Giant squid, by the way, which can grow up to 40 feet. That's so weird that you say that because I was, <laughs> I mean, I know squid and octopus. Did you eat some octopi. calamari in Mexico? <laughs> Adam did. My boyfriend did. And I actually am on a no octopus I don't eat, kick. I don't eat octopus anymore either. I don't I like and I'm not a vegetarian, but I'm like, I will eat anything but octopus. Because <laughs> uh, did you watch my octopus teacher? Yes. I'm like, yes. Octo- octopus, octopi are too smart. And too I'm smart. not I'm not fucking with that. Yeah. I, I feel too I'm bad. Done. Not in I'm done with octopus. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, OK, so this journey, it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go down in this submersible. It's takes two to three hours to get down there. 
And then, so you're down there for like three to four hours viewing the wreckage. And then it takes about two hours to go back up. So all in all, it's like four, five, eight, nine hour trip. It was supposed to be like that short. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So a ship takes them out, takes the people out 400 miles off the coast of Cape Cod into the ocean. It's the submersibles, like they put it on a ship to take it out there because it can't, right. the, the, you have to take it out there to drop it down. So they submerged at 8 a.m. on Sunday. What was Father's Day? Was it the 19th? I think so, yeah. An hour and 45 minutes into the trip, they lost communication with like the mothership. The, yeah. Oh, God. And it wasn't unusual to lose communication because that's happened many times. With well, this I'm sure, yeah. So what happens in the, they send the ship text messages every 15 minutes of their location and depth because GPS doesn't work underwater. Like you radio, radio oh. waves can't travel underwater. So every 15 minutes they check in like with how deep they are, what their location, like if everything's going okay. The ship was supposed to come back up around 2.30 p.m., so it, but it didn't. What's crazy is that the Ocean Gate ship, the company that runs this, didn't alert the Coast Guard until 5.40 p.m., which is eight hours after they lost communication. Now, I don't know if this was because it's they lose com- communication all the time. They're like, oh, well, if they don't pop back up, you know, we'll notify them. But, like, they waited a while. Yeah, that's very bizarre. Yeah. Maybe they were, like, trying to cover their ass because they're like, oh, fuck. Like, did something happen? Let's just hope someone comes up. Because I think that's happened in the past where they just lose communication. They end up popping back up. They're like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Right. Everything's fine. They assumed that they were either stuck in some old fishing net or debris that, like, caused right. a mechanical failure. Because I guess that can happen. Because it's not a very big submarine. The inside is, like, as big as a minivan. Oh, my it's God. Tiny. Really? Oh, geez. Yeah. Or they imploded. At the same time, they lost communication. And that's that's what I thought. I was like, oh, they imploded. Because, like, if they lost power, the emergency safety system would kick in. Oh, interesting. And that is alerts the vessel to shed the weight it used to descend to the shipwreck. It doesn't, because what happens is it goes down. It has all this weight on it to pull it down. It's There's oh. no, like, engine to, like... You know, oh shit, really? It, it's weight. It's weight that's bringing it down. So when they come back up, they drop the weight. Some of the weight is like your mama like construction pipes or like bags full of sand. There's like heavy things on it that they leave down at the bottom of the ocean and then they pop back up. I had do no normal, idea. Do normal submarines have engines or is it all this normal weight thing? submersibles? Oh. Submarines have engines. Submarines are the big. Well, right. Well, that's what I was asking. So, submarines have engines. Submersibles don't. Submersibles do not. Submersibles are just balls of. I don't (laughs) like the sounds of this. No, (laughs) but that's that's what they've been. Submersibles are like it's a thing. Like people build them mostly out of steel. There's another emergency system. They have sandbags that I guess dissolve. At some point, so even if everyone on the ship is knocked out, the sandbags dissolve after a certain amount of hours and the ship will float back up to the top. Oh, so there's okay. all these emergency systems in place if they lose power to go back to the top. 
that's why I was like, well, if they're not at the top, something's happened. Something something happened. Right. But also, if they were bobbing at the top of the ocean, they wouldn't be able to get out because it's bolted from the outside with 17 bolts. So, (laughs) so... There was like a whole team of people who like bolted them in there once they yes. got in, and then once they get to the top, would have to bolt them out. Yes, they bring, or unscrew they, them. They put, they pick up the ship, they put it back on, or they pick up the submersible, they put it back on the ship, they unbolt. It's a whole team. I wouldn't do that in the first place. No, I would no. never go into something that I couldn't get out myself. That depended on people from the outside taking. I know me out that's of. really that's that in itself. Yeah, that would be me. number one for me of being like, nope. Yeah. So oh, the difference geez. between a submersible and a submarine is that the submersible is launched from like this mothership. Like uh-huh. it doesn't have a large propulsion system, doesn't have a ballast system. Basically, it's just a it's just a, a thing that's just thrown into the ocean. <laughs> that's crazy. And unlike submarines, submersibles have like a viewport. They have cameras on the outside and they have like limited power reserves. So like the power in the submersibles like has thrusters where it can like, you know, go forward and backward, left and right. It can, you know, travel through the water. It just can't go like up and down or like. Yeah. Um, submarines are extremely safe because they have all these regulations that have been standard for decades. Like the reason no one has innovated a new type of submersible is because nothing is past safety tests. Yeah. Like submarines are made out of steel and they've been like tested years and years and like been used like over and over again by like the Navy. So they know that they're going to work. Why would you use a submersible in the first place instead of a submarine? They do work. Ones that are made out of steel and titanium those ones hold maybe one to one, two or three people. They're very tiny. Can they go deeper than submarines? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, is that why you would use a submersible versus a submarine? Because I don't understand when you would ever decide to use a submersible instead. Because James Cameron made a submersible to go 35,000 feet down. Yeah, what's the deepest a submarine has ever been? But yeah, most underwater research is conducted using like unmanned robotic vehicles right like cameras on them that's mostly how they do them oh chinese submarine reaches deepest place on earth so yeah submarines have been down there they're just a lot bigger i think it's like people who are not affiliated with like the navy or the government like they just want they're made by like citizens who just want to explore who just like don't want to probably who don't want to follow rules maybe like uh, not regulation not regulation Sure. sure So let's talk about the occupants on this submersible. Uh, Stockton Rush, he's the CEO of OceanGate, and he was also the pilot controlling the the submersible. Hamish Harding, he's a 58-year-old British billionaire, explorer, space tourist. Uh, He made a dive in 2021 to the deepest point on Earth, Challenger Deep in the Mariana Trench, in a two-person submersible made from titanium. So he's been in a submersible God. that was 
regulated. He traveled to space in Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin rocket last year. Oh, wow. So he's just a billionaire who like goes on these stuff. Yeah. trips. Uh, another person on it was Paul Henry Nargeolet. He's 77. He's a French oceanographer and a Titanic expert. A British-Pakistani businessman, Shazada Daywood, and then his son, Sulman, who's 19 years old. And there's a couple articles about the son. There was one where the aunt, Asmi, told NBC News that her nephew, Sulman, informed a relative that he wasn't very up for it about the trip, and he was terrified he ended up going because the trip was on Father's Day and he wanted to please his dad, oh, who was God. like super into the Titanic. But then you sent me the article today where the yeah. mother was like, no, no, the son was excited because she was going to go, I guess. And she gave up his seat to her son. Yeah. And he, he brought a Rubik's go. Cube because he wanted to solve a Rubik's Cube at the bottom because he could solve it in like 12 seconds or something. Oh, God. That's so sad. It's, it's so sad. Speaking of which, we'll talk about it in the news episode, but the the Rubik's Cube, um, the world's fastest uh, Rubik's oh, Cube time was just... We got a new champion? Yeah, we have a new champion. Oh, that's exciting. The world record was broken. Wow. That's exciting news. Yeah. Okay, so then after the disappearance, the Navy heard a sound mm. in the ocean. So according to the Associated Press, after the craft was reported missing, the U.S. Navy analyzed its acoustic data and found an anomaly that was consistent with an implosion or explosion in the general vicinity of where the Titan submersible was operating when communications were lost. Oh, God. Though it wasn't made public at the time, the Navy passed that information on Sunday to the Coast Guard. So the Navy heard a sound that we the media didn't hear about this until Thursday or Friday. So everyone was just speculating. <laughs> yeah, the Coast Guard was like, okay, like it could have been anything, but like it happened at the exact moment they lost communications. In the exact place where yes. they lost communication. Could have been a lot of things. And also the Navy is not saying what type of equipment they use to detect it. Because they don't want other countries knowing our tricks what they have. to detect yeah. secret enemy submarines. Huh. So that's crazy. This They heard it Sunday, but they didn't release that information until Thursday. That's crazy. But then on Wednesday, there was a knocking noise heard. So sonar buoys picked up a knocking noise that was heard every 30 minutes in the oh. vicinity of where they could possibly be. But they were like the noises could have been from all the boats, the crew... Marine wildlife could have been a piece of the Titanic wreck moving in the current. Or it could have been a giant squid. Because if if it imploded, there's no way that they would have been alive and knocking on the... Right? No. Okay, yeah. No, that's why the knocking noise was like... I think now they've put out a new story that was like, yeah, we're pretty sure it was unrelated. Yeah. Um, okay, so this this submersible it's called the titan and it's made more than two dozen deep sea dives so oh, geez but it has only visited the titanic twice i believe there's like conflicting stories i think it's twice huh. and this was the only mission in 2023 because of the weather oh yeah so i think they did one in 2021 one in 2022 
And then this was the only one this year. So what they do is they allocate five days to try to go to the Titanic. Like you buy your ticket, you go out on this ship oh, for right. five days. And if you're lucky, you can go down there multiple times. Oh gosh. But things go wrong, like weather, there's like battery issues, you got to come back up. So like you're very lucky even if you just get down there once. Right. Like it's a very rare to go down there more than once. So this thing, it's made from a carbon fiber hull that connects two domes made of composite titanium, which is a material that can withstand deep sea pressures, the titanium. It's known. It has a transponder and a transceiver, transceiver, which receives sonar signal. It's battery operated. It's controlled by a Logitech video game controller. But I guess a lot of submarines have similar controllers to like go, you know, forward and back, left and right. That's but, I mean, it seems crazy. Insane seems crazy. to me. <laughs> seems crazy. It has thrusters. It's equipped with 96 hours of oxygen for five people. So that's four days. I mean, oh. inside is about the size of a minivan. There's a tiny toilet with a little plastic bottle thing that you pee in. <laughs> And the overhead light was like a glow stick looking thing. And he said a lot of the parts were purchased from Camping World. I mean, this so this is kind of like a makeshift. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you yes. couldn't pay me $250,000 to go on Absolutely. this. Absolutely not. So yeah, I said there's seven different ways to rise to the surface. Uh, the construction pipes uses ballast. Uh, there's a, a balloon inflates as like an emergency system to bring them up to the top. Uh, you could release the legs of the sub that are made from steel. Um, sandbag dissolves. So no other submersible can seat five people. This is the first of its kind. The problem with making it bigger inside is that when you elongate the cabin space, it increase it increase it increases the pressure load in the midsection, which increases fatigue and causes delamination. And it was explained like it's like bending a wire back and forth until it breaks. When it goes down there, it it compacts and yeah. then it expands when it comes back up from the pressure, and it does that over and over again. And steel titanium, that's proven that it's fine, but this has not been proven. Carbon fiber has not been proven that it can withstand all of this pressure. And this delamination thing, it's like splitting wood down the grain. Like it just kind of breaks. Oh, Jesus. It causes cracks. So the hull, which is like the body of it, it was five inches thick, had repeated stress over the course of about two dozen previous dives. So like, of course, yeah, it's going, going in, going out, going in, going out. And each trip would put tiny cracks in the structure. Started out as like undetectable, but then it would eventually become, you know, critical and it would just produce uncontrollable cracks and it would just split. And you can't see that. This is like you don't know. This is crazy. It's crazy. So this company, Ocean Gate, was founded by Stockton Rush in 2009. He was an aerospace engineer and pilot. He's not a, it's not a stupid guy. He's, he's a smart guy. Also, crazy fact. So Stockton's wife, Wendy Rush, 
She is the great-great-granddaughter of Isidore and Ida Strauss, who were first-class passengers on the Titanic. Isidore was a co-owner of Macy's. Then this is crazy. So when the Titanic was sinking, Isidore, the husband, was offered a seat on a lifeboat. But he refused to take it until all the women and children had been given lifeboats. Wow. So Ida, his wife, was offered a seat, but she refused. She didn't want to leave her husband. And they were last seen standing together on the ship before it went under. So if you remember in the Titanic, uh, James Cameron included a fictionalized version of them. They're the elderly couple laying oh in my bed, God. Like, hugging. Yeah. The water came in. That's them. That's fucking insane. It's crazy. I mean, that probably inspired this whole thing for him. See, I don't know. I'm, I was trying to figure out, did Stockton marrying Wendy, did he find out about her backstory and that was what caused him to be so interested in the Titanic? Or did he meet Wendy through like researching Titanic? Some Titanic Facebook page? Titanic yeah. Like, Facebook group? Like, I don't know. Like, did they meet because of Titanic or was he interested? I don't know. Because of That's crazy. I don't know. But anyway, that family needs to stay away from that part of the ocean. That's like... Yeah, you think? That's crazy. Uh, So then in 2018, OceanGate's director of marine operations, David Lockridge, he started working on a report. It was a scathing document in which he said the craft needed more testing. And he stressed the potential dangers to passengers of the Titan as a submersible reached extreme depths. He was like a whistleblower. So Stockton refused to have the Titan inspected because he was unwilling to pay for an assessment. This is what this David guy said. David Lockridge, he learned that the viewport that lets passengers see outside the craft was only certified to work in depths up to 4,200 feet. Uh, The Titanic is 12,000 feet. uh, uh, And then this this David guy was fired immediately at that meeting. Shut up. Yeah. And then I guess he was talking about this to people, and then Oceangate sued him for breach of contract, misappropriation of trade secrets, and then David countersued back, and then they settled out of court in 2018. Oh, my God. But he was, like, talking about this. So then two months later, 38 people who were, like, industry leaders, deep-sea explorers, oceanographers, members of the Manned Underwater Vehicles Committee who wrote a letter to Stockton Rush that the company's experimental approach and its decision to forego a traditional assessment could lead to potentially catastrophic problems. And this letter also said the marketing of the Titan had been misleading because it claimed the submersible met safety standards of a risk assessment company known as DNV, even though this company had no plans to certify the sub. Oh, he was claiming that it was like assessed. That's because it takes years and it's very expensive to certify. I hope that is, these families sue. I don't, I don't know. know. Oceangate they signed, or I don't even know. You oh, the waivers. waivers. So yeah. I don't know. Um, so that's one of the reasons why it's suspected why Stockton didn't go through with all the testing. Stockton responded to the letter and said that the industry standards were stifling innovation. He's like, they're just putting these rules on things. Like, people just want to innovate and make things. Like, no, there's reasons for this. Yeah. 
So then OceanGate posted a blog in 2019 titled, Why Isn't Titan Classed? And they said because it's so innovative that it could take years to get certified by the usual assessment agencies. And so they avoided having to abide by U.S. regulations by deploying the vessel in international waters where Coast Guard rules did not apply. That's so fucked. Life hack. So the sub had acoustic sensors and strain gauges to alert them to any cracks. That was like their safety thing. They're like, we have this sensor in place. By the time you're alerted, it's too late. Like, what are you going to do? If it's like alert, crack, and thing, and then it just implodes. And then it implodes. Yeah. Too late. It's time to say a prayer. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. So a man who was supposed to go on this visit but couldn't because of work scheduling said he has a con- had a conversation with Stockton that has now haunted him. He said Stockton told him that he had gotten the carbon fiber used to make the Titan at a big discount from Boeing because it was past its shelf life for use in airplanes. Oh like, my God. What do you do? Crazy. I... <sighs> We, I don't know. Are you going to talk about the message, the DM we got? Yes. Okay. So we got an email that from a anonymous person that says, I'm a bimbo that worked at Ocean Gate. Shh. <laughs> they sent a longer email, but then <laughs> replied back was like, my legal advisor says yeah. like, you know, maybe cut some there's a lot of personal information out that, that could you know identify this person so th- this amended statement says i'm a bimbo familiar with the matter simply letting you know that stockton rush attended the rich boy circle jerk known as bohemian grove yes and we've done episodes on bohemian grove if you don't remember it's the I mean, people think it's like an Illuminati campground. Um, Just a bunch of old rich dudes go there. They put on this play. They like burn this effigy. Yeah, like weird ceremonies. It's in um, Monte Rio, California. It's a gentleman's club. Yeah. There's a two-week camp every year (laughs) where just government officials, business leaders, former presidents and people of power come and it's totally closed off and no one really knows what's happening there. Yeah. So I guess he was part of it. Yeah. This person was like, he goes there and they've talked to him about it, but that's all they said. That's all. That's all we're allowed to share. They said, yeah. So because they don't want to be sued. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, 
or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. There's a CBS report going around, um... David Pogue, he was a reporter. It was a few, was it earlier this year it was a report that came out? Um, and it showed him like signing paperwork before oh. getting on board that said the Titan was an experimental vessel that had not been approved or certified by any regulatory body could result in physical injury, emotional trauma, or death. Like it said death like 10 times. Yeah, I think he was, he was like, it said death three times on the first page or something yeah. or in the first paragraph. So in that report, Stockton claimed he worked with Boeing, NASA, and University of Washington to make sure the submersible was in good shape. But NASA released a statement that said its personnel were consulted but did not conduct testing or help build the vessel. And then the executive director of the University of Washington's physics lab said the school was not involved in the design, engineering, or testing of the Titan submersible. Uh, they did previously work with OceanGate on another submersible, which was called the Cyclops 1, which was only rated to go down to 1,600 feet. And they ended their relationship with OceanGate after that. And then a Boeing spokesperson also said they were not involved in designing or building the Titan. They're all like, I don't know him. We don't yeah, know Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't go to school here. <laughs> um, here's her. the thing is, even if, let's say you sign a consent form, if everything the consent form is based on is false, I would imagine that the consent you can contest whatever you yeah. signed. I'm if sure you signed, there's going to be lawsuits and stuff. It's I hope be, so because yeah. I mean you signed based on false information. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I hope. I hope lawsuits. I I hope lawsuits I'm, happen. I'm sure. I'm sure they will be. Okay. So then last week Thursday. The ROVs, which are the remote operated vehicles, right, found debris consistent with catastrophic catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Oh, roughly sixteen hundred feet from the Titanic wreckage, they found the nose cone of the sub, the front end bell of the pressure hole, like the ends of it, which were made out of titanium. So those. I'm assuming when it imploded, those popped off. Yeah. And they sunk. So what happens in an implosion, (laughs) it's the opposite of an explosion. Thank you. So matter and energy collapse inward. 
So before you even know what happens, you're vaporized. So well, I mean, that's good, I guess. Best case scenario, if they were to die, is this for sure. Because yeah. being at the bottom of the ocean, knowing you're going to die in a, it's pitch black in this tiny room, <sighs> five people, and probably just smells like pee. Or yeah, like and running out of oxygen. Whatever. No food, no water. That, like, that's just. That's the worst possible way to die, I think. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that. Maria was like, I can't, I haven't slept in two days. I'm like so freaked out by this. Yeah, horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. Like what, I I would, I would die. I would die. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so before you even know what happens, it it implodes. So the pain signals don't even have enough time to reach your brain. So even if you know, you like, you hear a crack, you're like, Oh, fuck. And you're just gone. You're gone. You don't feel anything. Honestly, like, that's the best. I mean, that's the only good news out of this. But then I was watching interviews with James Cameron. He, for some reason, he thinks they may have been on their way back up because they knew something was wrong. Oh. So I don't know how, I don't know if he's just, like, assuming that or I'm not sure how, I mean, he knew the Navy heard the sound before anybody else. He's got people on the inside. Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) he does. People were asking, well, can they recover the bodies? Oh, no, the bodies do not exist anymore. Oh, right, because they're, they're just totally imploded. Tiny, tiny little pieces. Like, they oh, don't, God. they don't, this, that's, it's, they imploded. And this would have taken place within a fraction of a millisecond. So any part of the body that contains oxi- oxygen gets crushed inward. Whoa. There's, like, animations of implosions, and it's it's crazy. Jesus Christ. Um. And the atmospheric pressure down there is more than 360 times than what humans are exposed to at sea level. It's like being underneath the weight of the Empire State Building, like on all sides, like just. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. And Mythbusters did an experiment. They made like a meat person. I think they used like pig parts or something to like they put them in a in a suit and they put them down 300 feet, and then they released the pressure to see what would happen. Oh, my God. And it just, like, it it imploded, but then, like, all of the blood came out and, like, filled the helmet. Oh, my God, that's horrible. But it happened, like, kind of slow, and that was 300 feet. So that was, like, I think that was, like, 10 atmospheric pressures or something. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was, it's pretty crazy. It was horrible. Um, and then James Cameron, he was doing some interviews. He has made 33 trips to the Titanic. What? Yeah, he's, and he went to the Mariana Trench and the Challenger Deep, which are, is the deepest part of the ocean. But he, docu- he made a he documentary about it. He's, it's crazy. It's 35,000 feet. He built his own sub, his brother. I think is like uh, an engineer too. Wow. Built their own sub. He also, he invented equipment to record audio underwater for the abyss. Like he invent, he, they had him and his brother have like all these patents on inventions. He must be so rich. He's very rich. Yes. Well, that's crazy. But like you'll see his submersible only he can fit in it. It's got wires and buttons and screens everywhere. Yeah. And 
they show him making it. It's a steel ball. They show them like putting it like in water, like it catches on fire, like it's pressure, like it's crazy. It's like nothing can get through that thing. Yeah, well, he's not trying to die. James Cameron's not trying to. And they (laughs) test it. The documentary is really cool. They test it by like they go down like 10 feet and then some things go wrong. They go down 100 feet. They keep going down further and further until like everything's working. Right. And like even a few things went wrong when he went to the seafloor, like one of the hydraulic arms was like leaking oil. Because oh, he like, wanted to gather up some sand. And like he discovered like new bacteria strains and like he discovered new species of jellyfish. James Cameron. But it's crazy because like you hear him, there's like something like it knocks on something. He's like, oh, something went wrong. But he's so calm. He's like, how do we fix this? Dude, like just fixing it. And then. Is James amazing. Cameron p- problematic at all? Or is he like, okay? No, I don't think so. Like, was his divorce with uh, Catherine Bigelow, like, amicable or, like... I think so. I haven't heard any... I don't think he's got any bad... Yeah, he's he was married to Linda Hamilton from... Yeah. Uh, Terminator. Terminator. He's had a lot of wives. He's... he Yeah. Four wives. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would be fascinated by a man who could do all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, an engineer who, like, decided to make movies. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. He's a genius. Uh, we don't, if he is problematic, we don't know. So I don't think so. So we're just talking about how amazing we think he is. <laughs> I always he feel like we're going to get like milkshake duck. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but James oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> has actually murdered oh, 300 people. <laughs> um, so, so James Cameron was on, I think he was on like CNN, ABC. He said, he personally never believed in the sort of carbon fiber cylind- cylindrical hole that the company used. He said it was a horrible idea. Yeah. That just sounded bad on its face. He's like, pressure holes should be made out of material like steel, titanium, ceramic, or acrylic in order to do modeling and finite element analysis to understand the number of cycles it can take. But that's not the case with composite material like carbon fiber. Or especially expired carbon fire fiber. Yeah, expired carbon fiber from an airplane. Yeah, that, that you got. Another company has eBay. said like we're not going to use it because it doesn't work anymore. But you yeah, can have it go. if you'd like. Uh, so he said, "We all knew that the danger was delamination and progressive failure over time, and what they call cycling fatigue." And we knew if the sub passed its pressure test, it wasn't going to fail on its first dive. But it's going to fail over time, which is insidious. You don't get that with steel or titanium. Jesus Christ. And he compared OceanGate to his Titanic dives like apples and oranges. He's like, I yeah. dove with Russian submersibles that use very, very well understood design methodologies and flawless operating record. And he also said... I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself, where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed up full speed into an ice field on a moonless night, and many people died as a result. That's interesting. I mean, and he's like, and for a very similar tragedy, where warnings went unheeded to take place at the same exact site, with all the diving that's going on around the world, it's just astonishing. It's really quite surreal. Hubris. The dangers yeah. of hubris. There's a documentary called Ghosts of the Abyss. That oh, I haven't is, seen it yet. 
it's James Cameron and Bill Paxton yeah. going down to see the Titanic. Titanic. And it's really cool. But what's crazy, at the end of the documentary, this happened on, they went down September 11th, 2001. They come back up and people are like, oh, by the way, the worst terrorist attack in history has just happened. That's fucking insane. Are you serious? Yeah, they're like, 9-11 just happened. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, they were down at the Titanic. It's crazy. I mean, That's how the documentary ends. That's a whole new documentary. That's like... It's crazy. Bill Paxson's like, yeah, this all seems kind of stupid now. (laughs) Like, we just went down. They're like, all these people died. Holy shit. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I was... I was driving back from getting Ripley her passport, oh, and I was so listening cute, to NPR. <laughs> and this guy was doing an interview. Uh, this deep sea explorer, G. Michael Harris, who's been down to the Titanic fourteen times, he's friends with P. H. Narjeole, who was on the Titan, and he begged his friend not to go on this thing. Also, he was like talking mad shit about everyone. He was asked the interviewer talked asked him about Hamish Harding, oh, the right. billionaire, and about him being an explorer. And G. Michael Harris said, "A guy like Hamish, God rest his soul. I don't know that explorer is a proper term for someone like him, just for the simple fact that that's not his career. His career was something else, where he was unable to afford to go on this adventure." Like, we have people out there who are explorers risking their lives every day, not taking one trip to the Titanic. Like, this guy was pissed. It's like a hobby, yeah. Yeah, and he said the accident makes the rest of the deep sea exploring community look bad. He's like, you don't think I would want to build a sub that I could fit five people into instead of being cramped with two other people inside of a little six-foot ball? Right. like, the innovation and technology just isn't there yet. And he said this vessel was 22 feet long. It was never a question of if it was going to have failure. It was when. Yeah. And then. Wow. He, yeah. I recorded some audio of what he said. That says a man needs to know his limitations. And you just can't fix stupid. Huh. And stupid games will win you stupid prizes. And it's it's just. It's terrible because the reason we're all so upset is not only for the loss of life, but because it was so unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Everyone in the industry knew that this vessel had no business being out there, had no business being on the Titanic. None. Yeah, this guy is pissed. Like, rightfully so. Yeah, 100%. Totally. And then, oh, this video yesterday that I sent to you, this YouTuber, did you watch the video? No, I think I was on the airplane. This YouTuber, Josh, aka Dalmid, Dalmid, he was invited to the sub a few days before the implosion oh, to go on a, a journey. And it's like a 20 minute video. And it's, he documents like him going, this was a few days before. He was he went there with his girlfriend and he's like there's a video of like the boat you go on and then the video of Stockton and then they're talking about communication issues in the video cuz they ended up not going down the Titanic because it like the computer broke or something they had to reset it and then like they're just talking about all sorts of all sorts of issues they were having oh my god and then 
Stockton invited him. He's like, well, we're going to do a test dive to 3,000 feet. Do you want to go on that? And he's like, yeah, okay. So, like, it shows him getting in the sub. Oh, Jesus. With, like, four other people. And, like, it shows it being bolted closed. And you're like, that's it? That's how... And then there's, like, someone scuba diving out, like, giving them hand signals of, like, the door's locked or something, and, like, no one knows what they're saying. Oh, my God. they're like, God. just give them an okay sign. You're like, what is going on? But they go down, I think, a few feet, and then they lost communication, or, like, the battery broke. So they went back up. Thank God for that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, would have uh, gone down, like, because the next trip they made was down to the Titanic, and they all died. I wouldn't, like, be like, oh, you know, our last trip was kind of fucked up, so let's do another one a few days later. <laughs> That's what they do. That's They just, it, they're constantly repairing things on that thing. Oh, my God. This is horrible. What a tragedy. Yeah. And then there was the whole, the <laughs> Hamish Harding's stepson, that whole oh, thing yeah. that went oh, down. Okay, so I don't know. This was one thing where oh. I, like, didn't understand because I was I was away and I was, like, seeing all these articles and, uh, like, Blink-182 and all this. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I There was don't a understand. tweet that was, like, the Blink-182 stepson got into a feud with Cardi B and turns out he was in jail for stalking and harassing DJs. So this, this guy is 37. He is the son of Linda Harding who is married to Hamish Harding. Okay. He tweeted, his name is Brian. He tweeted, my stepdad Hamish is on the submarine lost at sea. I'm devastated, but coming to the San Diego show tonight. So can you guys give me hope and cheer me up? He, this, he tweeted at Blink-182. And so everyone was like, okay. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> People process grief in different ways. Let's just let sure. him Blink-182. He also tweeted directly at Tom DeLonge. Which read, my stepdad is missing in the sub at the Titanic site. I'm here at the San Diego show for support. Thanks. He knew he knew Tom DeLong would get on that. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, okay, that's interesting. And then he tweeted, one tweet was like, Pray, say prayers for my family. Then the next tweet was like a quote tweet of an OnlyFans model that was like, hey, I'm single. Everyone's <laughs> It's crazy. This guy's just trying to capitalize off 15 minutes of. He's just trying to just trying what to he would laid. think is fame. Oh my god! But then like Cardi B called him out for like going to the concert, and like he called Cardi B a bitch. And then Cardi B keeps just, it real. I love Cardi there was, B. There was just a whole feud. People looked into this guy. Turns out. He was arrested in June 2021 and charged with online stalking and accused of allegedly posting threatening tweets to women in the rave community. He posted tweets in 2021 saying he was going to shoot up the Las Vegas Elenium show, like a EDM oh, show. He was sending excessive DMs to ravers on Twitter, posting threats and dangerous messages to women who rejected him. Uh-huh. He allegedly targeted this DJ Alice in Wonderland by saying that he would show up to her apartment. And he also had a tattoo of her. And so I looked up this DJ. I was like, I've never heard of her. And I saw that she just had a baby. And I'm like, oh, my God, she had a baby with a guy I dated in like 2009. Well, you know, what's also <laughs> funny is uh, chat GBT uh, gets me confused with her. Oh, 
Because one time I asked to do, I was like, uh, ChatGBT, like, do give, who is Allison, Allie Siegel? Or I was like, who is Allison Siegel? And it was like, Allison Siegel is an Australian writer and music yeah. producer. And, and it, I was like, what? And then That's I. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But that was so true. And I was like, oh, God, why? It's all connected. Who Who is the person? <laughs> this guy named Ty West. You dated Ty West. Well, so you're so funny. Maybe it was like 2006. Like when I first moved to LA, it was before he was famous. She kind of looks like a combination between you and me. (laughs) She does. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that a baby. Congrats to the congrats to the happy couple. They just got engaged too. Wow. To the happy couple. Um, Yeah. So this guy, Brian, was arrested again. He was in prison in San Diego, and he filed a suit against San Diego County for negligence, saying he was denied access to diabetes drugs, that he was brutally attacked by fellow inmates. What? He was he was crazy. problematic. <laughs> yeah. He deleted his Twitter. I as he should. Yeah. That that was that was also it was just such a crazy layer on top of like everything that's story. going on. Yeah. So like, yeah, like it's just it's infuriating because like I know people want to be like innovative and like explore things. Right. Like you can do that. Do that all you want. But like, don't claim it's safe and take people with you. You know, I'm also going to say maybe except for James Cameron, not a huge fan of submarine bros. Didn't we do another episode on that submarine guy who Yes, took that in, journalist uh, down and like killed her. Yeah, in um, was it Denmark or Copenhagen or somewhere up up there? Yeah, built his own submarine. Built his own sub, and I think that there's a, a there. I think there might actually be a new documentary about that happening. I think it's on there, Netflix or something. I saw a documentary. Yeah, there was like a fictionalized show about that, but yeah, there is a documentary about that. Yeah, so I mean, my submarine take on this bros. submarine bros. <laughs> don't i wouldn't trust them don't do it anyone other than the wright brothers anyone who makes their own (laughs) craft uh that gets you places i i wouldn't trust it you gotta have regulations yeah have right have some sort of have it regulated yeah um well, I'm looking, uh, I'm interested to see how this uh, continues to unfold yeah. and um, what company, a tragedy. What's going to um, happen to them? Yeah, seriously. Uh, if you guys have any more information or takes or if you also worked at Ocean Gate and want <laughs> to spill the tea, spill um, the Melissa, where can people reach us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. All right. Well, I'm Allie Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetton. Stay safe out there. Stay safe.